The Giddy Up Bag of Tips for Oz Equipment Rentals. Supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries. OzEquipment.com. And also the best pub in the Mallee, of course, the Ultima Hotel. We've got some terrific racing right across the country on a Tuesday. We're racing at Horsham there in the Wimmera part of Victoria. We had Paul Prisker on earlier on in the day and, he, and um, I was glad that he mentioned a couple of horses because I don't mind a couple of his horses there at Horsham today. So we're going to play those two gallopers that he liked as well. Race four, number three, TNT. We'll have two units on that horse. And race eight, number nine, Extra Magic. Two units on that horse. And we'll have three units on race two, number nine at... Um, Horsham today, which of course is Universal Harmony. So around $2.40 for that galloper, Universal Harmony, race two, number nine. So that's my staking plan there at Horsham. So race two, number nine, Universal Harmony on debut. Race four, number three, TNT, two units there. And race eight, number nine, Extra Magic, two units there. At Newcastle today, Mickey Gannon sent through his best. He likes race two, number one. He's going to have two units there on Extra Smarter at Newcastle and at Grafton. He likes race four, number three, Fairway Choice, and race five, number one, Lately. So two units on both those horses as well at Grafton. Great to catch up with Darren Carroll on this Tuesday morning. He's done the form for the Bendigo Trots today. G'day, Daz. Morning, Gareth. Uh, yeah, good to, uh, to do Bendigo. It's always a good meeting there. Ten races. Um, we've identified two races that we're playing to. Uh, the first of those is race five, number four, Ideal Assassin. Uh, this filly's had five runs in preparation, but they've all been in um, much better company than what it is in tonight. Last start was really eye-catching. I know it only ran eight, but uh, it was beaten eight metres, but that was the consolation of the big bread. And those races are always really good form races. Uh, her sectional times were excellent. Um, not expecting to buzz off the gate and find the front, but I'm just expecting it to be the best horse in the race and two strong weights. So we're three units on it at $2.70. And the other one I like is a bit more value, uh, race seven, number 10, Paris Abbey. Um, can be a bit of a trap backing horses off the back row of the mile at um, at Bendigo. But the key to this race is the start. Um, there's a fair bit of speed there. We've got uh, our mate Glenn Bull drawn seven over the mile, and I'm tipping that Glenn Bull will be charging off the gate. Uh, the two favourites are the one and the eight, so I think most people are expecting that that's the map, but I'm thinking Glenn Bull might change that. So I want to be on the one sweeping home late, and that's uh, the 10 Paris Abbey. So we'll have one unit each way, and it's at $6. So that's the two plays. Race five, number four, Ideal Assassin, three units at 270 And race seven, number 10, Paris Abbey, a unit each way at 6 bucks. And Daz, can't wait for the Kilmore Cup this Friday as well. Um, fields will be out today, but it's going to be a terrific race. It's was like It's lost its way a little bit, um, the Kilmore Cup, but I think it's... It's had a few date changes over the years. I remember it used to be on the Sunday after the Cox Plate, the Kilmore Cup. But yep. they've got a terrific team there now at Kilmore, and they're trying. I think they're a club that's thinking outside of the square and trying their very best to to get this race back to where it belongs. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. And, you know, we had last year's Rock and Roll Do, who went on to win the Victoria Cup. Um, Rock and Roll Do is going to defend his crown again this year. Um, I agree. They're doing everything they can do. Uh, even the publicity over the course of this week has been strong as well. So they're doing the right things. I just hope that um, it can get somewhere back. You know, we'll never get back to what it was, Gareth. Let's no. admit it. But uh, let's um, get it back to where it should be. And it's, a, I suppose, a stepping stone for really good races like the uh, the Vic Cup. And Bed Murphy, who is the boss of the Kilmore Racing Club, 
the racing club and the harness racing club. He's a racing person. He's got racing running through his veins. And I think that makes a difference with administrators and he gets what the sport needs. And I remember doing a few interviews for him regarding um, um, some of the heroes of Gilmore yep. Harness Racing those. over yep. the years and interviewing Vinnie Knight's family and the shins about their great memories during the bigger races at Kilmore and Kilmore, when you think about it, and I grew up, well, I went to Assumption College in Kilmore, yeah. so it's a special place to me and it probably cost me nearly failing year 12 by going to the, <laughs> the trots every Monday afternoon. <laughs> I don't know how, I, I apologize, mum, for all the money that you wasted. Um, but it was such a, it was such a powerhouse harness racing community then, but in yeah. the Vinnie Knight era, it was... It was the place, wasn't it? Vinnie Knight was not only the biggest name in racing, including the thoroughbreds, but he was one of the biggest names in sport in, in this day. Yeah, absolutely. I often ponder, Gareth, on um, how Vinnie would have adapted the change and, um, you know, because a lot of um, the top trainers sort of gradually weighed out, but uh, I have no doubt that Vinnie would have stayed on top and uh, just imagine what he would have achieved if he was still with us today. Yeah, he's one person I wish that I got to know. Um, Vinny mm. Nine, he was... Yep, never, yeah, never met the guy. Never, I never met him, but um, yeah. And I know Tara Tom, who we're about to send off this week. He, he Yes, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Um, in Williamstown, the funeral's at. He was a, he was a big fan of Vinny Knight's, but uh, persistency, I think he was a part owner with Gavin Lang, I remember. Yes, um, he was. And yes. they tasted success there in that Kilmore Cup. So, so many great memories, mate. Looking forward to Friday Yeah, Yeah, so I, um, I go to Kilmore quite regularly, and um, they've got their cup photos all over the wall and gee there's some great races you can yeah. see that even scotch notches in some of those photos the poppies in the photos um just horse after horse you would go back over the years it's uh, an honor role that you've got to go back and have a look at because it's yeah. amazing now we'll, we'll catch up with a few of the participants heading into friday as well we appreciate your time mate sounds good See you, mate. there's darren carroll there simon orchard thanks to Thedogs.com.au and the Million Dollar Chase, which is on October 13, joins us now. Simon, hello to you, mate. I, I've been, like, Giddy Up's been going for just over a year now, and I've been fortunate enough to do this job uh, around the country in Perth or when I spent some time there at RSN. Um, but that Bromwell Walsh interview that I did was one of the most enjoyable interviews that I've ever done. Um, to me, that's just a, it's a wonderful story, but it's a story of, um, so much passion and love for the sport that she enjoys in greyhound racing. And just to put that into perspective, if you, if you missed it, you can subscribe to Giddy Up with Gareth Hall to listen to this interview with Bronwyn Walsh. But she's based at Mildura. Now, I grew up in Mildura, and they have a few gallops meetings per year, and they're just getting the gallops track now back after the floods. Harness racing's their biggest coat, um, and that's how I fell in love with the game, um, with harness racing there in Mildura and then my love for thoroughbreds through saintly, et cetera. But there was never any greyhounds, really. There was a few, but we didn't really know about them. And Bronwyn trains at Mildura, and as she pointed out, her closest track is three and a half hours away. She had to take that dog to Horsham to trial to Adelaide to have a look around the, the track there, and then she races in South Australia a lot. She's never been to Sydney. First time at Wentworth Park. This is why the, the Million Dollar Chase works, mate. Stories like that. 
Yeah, you're spot on, G. I reckon it epitomises the million-dollar chase, the fact that Bronwyn Welsh, what is she, 76 years old? Or 66. You put 10 years on her, 66. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Bron, if you're listening out there. But Kruger Lass knocks off a pair of Delbridge dogs, Group 1 winning trainers, Mark, Mark Delbridge. And, of course, Robbie Britton was there with Trooper and Trapper Tears. And I'll never forget when I spoke to her the next day and Bron said her and her husband were like groupies, just yeah. watching these wonderful trainers come up from... Uh, the city, uh, go out there to Broken Hill. And look, I guess a lot of people, and this is probably the only knock on the yarn itself, is a lot of people before the series were saying, well, of course they're heading out there. They're just going to try and get an easy win and maybe get their way through. I spoke to a couple of locals who welcomed the challenge. He said they'd seen um, some wonderful dogs come to the track over the years. And any time a Delbridge or a Britain dog arrived at Broken Hill, there was more people on the track. There was more punters having a good time. There was an air of excitement out there on the red loam. And uh, you're right, mate. This is what the chase is all about. Krugerlass can get through from Broken Hill, and then you can have the top end of town. You know, your Jason Thompsons, your Dave Geels, uh, your Pete Prosciutto's last night at Nara get through with some absolute stars of the game. And I cannot wait to see Bron in, uh, hopefully at Wentworth Park on October 6th, because no matter how uh, her dog goes, Krugerlass, uh, it's a winning story. And hopefully they have a wonderful night. And imagine if they got through to the million-dollar race, yeah. too, is. And Greyhound Racing New South Wales, and we love working with you um, with Greyhound Racing New South Wales. You do a terrific job in promoting the game, and I really enjoy some of the social media work that you do and the way that you cover the sport and the human interest stories. That's what makes these this racing game for me so so great. Um, and you've been able to capture capture those stories um, throughout the years there at Greyhound Racing New South Wales. But this is a ripper and. We're going to follow We're going to give her a couple of phone calls on the way with that 11-hour trip to New South <laughs> Wales. I'll tell you that would be fun, Simon, putting a camera inside the van when they're driving through <laughs> Sydney for the first time in their van trying to get to Wentworth Park. Because I remember <laughs> growing up in Mildura and the first time that we went to the city, oh, it is mayhem for us country people trying to work out the roads. Oh, mate, it is it is shocking in Sydney. It's only getting worse, especially where Wentworth Park is. For those who may be unaware have never been there, it's right next to the well, the redeveloping fish markets, right in the centre of town. Uh, you can almost spit to the Harbour Bridge. That's how close it is to to the centre of town. And look, it's a wonderful venue. It's got a, a lot of history. I know our lease is up there in a couple of years. Hopefully we can stay there, but... Um, you're right, mate. Maybe that's one for me. I hope my boss is listening. He'll throw me in there now, all the way from Broken Hill. I have a camera on Bron and husband. But um, no, I think it's one of the quotes of the chase. I remember she said, I'm wetting myself at the prospect of getting to Wentworth Park. I said, yeah. what about the racing? She said, no, no, the dog will be fine. We've just we've got to get her there. That's all we need. So uh, really looking forward to it, mate. You mentioned the chase. It's winding down tonight, the final regional final. Uh, at Gosford, and then the city qualifies, of course, on Saturday. The last chance for any greyhound around the country that's not qualified yet to get through to the semi. So Gosford tonight is big. Three runners will go through, and then whatever remaining spots we've got left uh, will be filled by city qualifier runners on the weekend. How do we make some money tonight then, mate? And today. We're going to get it at Bulleye this afternoon to start with race four, number two, Sweet City Angel. Look, everywhere you look in the form guide, G suggests Sweet City Angel is going to be uh, hard to beat. How do these numbers sound? Six starts at the track and trip for four wins and two minors. Four starts from box two, never missed a check. Only dog in the race to break 19 seconds for the Bulleye 340. And the PB is three lengths quicker than the next fastest dog in the race. And I think he's still getting $2 at the moment. I guess the only knock, second run back from a six-month 
six-month spell, I should say. That's the only thing I could find. Maybe why the price isn't in the red. But 4-2, Sweet City Angel at Buller. We're going to have three units on her. And then at Gosford, I mentioned that million-dollar chase final. We're going to go race seven, number three. This is the big one. Mia, she's fast for Frank and Tracy Hurst. We'll have three units on her as well. Look, she was the fastest qualifier. Last week in the heat, she draws to the advantage of her biggest rival in Zipping Novak. Jace Magri, I tell you what, if you want to have a look at a trainer in form, go and have a look at his form guy because he is just winning left, right and centre. He had a quintuplet uh, of wins on the weekend. I think Zipping Novak should get through as well, but I like Mayor, she's fast. Frank Hurst has won the million-dollar chase, G, with good odds Harada. He knows how to prepare a dog for this race. She had a spin up the straight on the weekend just to top her off, and I think that she can win tonight. So that's race seven, number three at Gosford. Mayor, she's fast, three units there. And race four, number two, at Bull Eye, Sweet City Angel, three units to win. Great stuff, mate. Enjoy your day. Cheers, mate. Hurry up. There's Simon Orchard there, the world's richest greyhound race, the million-dollar chase at Wentworth Park on October 13. Let's head to Todd Gray. He's done the form for us in South Australia today at Murray Bridge down that straight track. G'day, Todd. G'day, GH. We ready to go straight track racing indeed. How All are right, you, mate? mate. Good, brother. How do we make some money today? Uh, four races I found today. Uh, not a heap of value uh, early on. So the first one is race three, number two, no idea. Um, I'd like to play this so we make a small profit if it happens to run the drum. So I'd like to go one unit by two units here. Uh, no idea, every chance to lead. I think they got this market pretty right with the two favourites, two and seven. But I think the two should be a narrow favourite instead of the seven, not the other way around. Uh, no idea has been up the straight track. It's pretty reliable, likes the inside draws. Uh, just needs to dodge the one early, which does run a bit wide, but it really should. It should be going straight to the front and being pretty hard to run down. So race three, number two, no idea. Uh, one by two, so at least if it runs second, we make a small profit. Uh, the next race, race six, number four, Bandit Trixie. We'll go two units on this. Just the price gap between the two favourites here. One and four are too big for mine. Bandit Trixie hasn't been up the straight, to, as to my knowledge, but she's a very speedy customer around the circle track. Uh, look, should be able to absolutely just pick the lids here and find the front. Can this favourite run it down? Yes, it can, but it's got a little bit of speed on the on its um, outside, which could pressure it early where Bandit Trixie's off and running. So race six, number four, Bandit Trixie. We'll go two units then. A couple of races off, and then a few each ways here. Race nine, number seven, Midnight Feast. Uh, I'm going to go one unit each way here. Now, this dog has a serious motor, but uh, it has a few injury worries as well and concerns, and that's what you're taking a punt on here. But the prize, 550, is too good to pass up. When he's 100% here, he'll win this race. No dramas at all. Um, it's just the price is too attractive to turn down here. Uh, it's got to be Feast or Famine with Midnight Feast. So race nine, number seven, Midnight Feast. He doesn't have to lead. He can. Uh, but if, if he can, it's game, set, match. Um, and if he misses the kick a bit, he'll use his elite muster to get into a winnable position and hit the line okay if he's at 100%. And just the smallest bet of the day, if I'm allowed, I'm just going to go half a unit each way just because this shouldn't be double figures. Race 10, number 7, Tannins Express. Uh, has been caught, Goes all right at the coursing, which is straight track racing, and very reliable up at uh, Murray Bridge up the straight. A few better dogs in this race again, but i got a little bit of a question mark on the one here, Succession. Bit of an ordinary run last start when it cramped, so I'm looking to go against it here, and I think Tannins Express is the value hope in it. Can show a bit of speed and knows the straight track. So just a little tuppence bet, really. Half a unit each way, race 10, number 7, Tannins Express. About $11 and $4 the place with Bet365. Good on you, Todd, mate. Thanks for that. Go and Always get a em. pleasure. Never saw you. Look after yourself. Same to you, mate. There's Todd Gray there from Greyhound Racing South Australia and grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhound Racing. Addington, Matawatu. The venues there and Mark Rosanowski, the voice of the, the Northern 
Island for greyhound racing, of course, in New Zealand. He joins us now. G'day, Mark. Yeah, g'day, Gareth. Uh, we've got a, a pretty cool day here. We've had a, a southerly uh, sweep through and just cranked the temperatures back down to midwinter. So high of around 10 degrees where I am today. So uh, that'll make you shiver. Yes, well, if you can ha- if anyone can handle it, you can handle it. What are we doing? How can we win? How can we win today? Indeed. Uh, look, we've got an interesting day today at uh, Manawatu because we do have some very small fields. We've got one of three, a couple of four. Um, there's a, a feature meeting at the end of the week at uh, Wanganui, which is also in the, in the Central Districts region. So there's one or two dogs being saved up for that. So there's some pretty short-priced runners around. Uh, so sort of having to pick my way around that a little bit. Um, in the end, came up with uh, a couple of runners for us. Uh, race number three, dog seven, big time Hank. Now, this is a four-dog field after scratchings, and there are two standouts, Hank and the dog in box one, big time Urban. They put up Hank at $2. I thought that was pretty reasonable for him because he looks, to this point, the more comfortable of the two on the track. Um, he's only had three runs on the track. He's won two of them. Urban's still searching for his first win. He did win at Hattrick and Wanganui on, on Friday. So race three, number seven, big time Hank. Um, and then for something a little more juicy in race 12, again, it's a small field of just five. There's a fresh up runner, number five, Opawa Richard. Now this dog has gone well fresh in the past and he was very unlucky last start, which was back on the 7th of July and we were on him that night. He's more than capable of taking this out. They put him up at $6, trimmed up to 5 um, But anything in and around that for Richard, I think, is, is worth the punt in race number 12. On ability, he should go close. And as I say, he, he has come up well fresh in the past. There's nothing scary about that field at all. So for a little more juice, race 12, number 5, Opawa, Richard. All right, mate, you enjoy um, Manawatu today and make sure you stay warm. <laughs> Do my best, Gareth. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. There's Mark Rosanowski there. So, big time Hank will have three units at $1.85. And then a par with Richard and Race 12 will have two units there at $4.80 with Bet365, the world's favorite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And that is Bag of Tips on this Tuesday. Thanks to Oz Equipment Rentals, supplying equipment to the construction, mining, and roadworks industries. OzEquipment.com and the best pub in the Mallee. The Ultima Hotel, based there in the Mallee, of course, about 20 minutes outside of Swan Hill.